definitely so, so if you are sensitive to ghosts, like I assume you are, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> ghosts are like spicy food to me. <laughs> <laughs> Over <Uh-oh>. <laughs> A fucking poltergeist again. <laughs> I like, if I come in here first um, and I have to set up things, if I go down that one hallway back there in the, on the studio side of the building, mm-hmm. I run. Yeah, I can't wait to do some kind of trap that trips you in the dark. <laughs> Tripping in the dark would be scary. Hi, Miles. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Welcome. Nice to be here. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming here. I just want to apologize for my appearance because it may look like I'm sunburned, but I'm actually Asian. Uh, I'm part Asian and I had a drink. <laughs> and I don't have the enzymes to break it down properly, and this is what happens. It's like uh, like Yumi Nagashima, you've never seen her drink, and the reason is the same thing. It's like she just can't break it down, and so this is what happens. I'm sorry I look like this. Uh, I'm sorry I'm Asian. Um, hey, it's, it's fine. I'm fine with that now. Okay, thanks. We just need to have this conversation, and now we're going to be okay with it. Um, I, I, I just, uh, I was thinking about uh, something that happened in my youth. I wanted to tell you both. Um, one time my mom and I were walking our Rottweiler we had. Uh, rest in peace, Axel. <laughs> Axel R. Um, we were walking him and, uh, and he ran into these shrubs. My mom lives in White Rock, which is predominantly old people who are about to die. That's who lives sh- there. A lot of shrubs there. A lot of shrubs there, <laughs> predominantly shrubs and old people. Um, that's why people go there that's why it's a tourist destination anyway Axel ran into the, some shrubs and he came out with what I thought was maybe like a a billy club or a nightstick uh, it was actually a huge black dildo and so he was carrying it and it was a really public street with a lot of traffic and it was like coming out the sides of his mouth <laughs> and uh, people were honking and uh, I was you know when you're a teenager you're embarrassed all the time but this is, goes to show how bold my mom is. My mom was like, shut up to these cars driving by. And he, it was all lubricated and it was disgusting. And you know how it is when you try and get something away from a dog? Like it sees it as a bit of a challenge, you know? So he was like, <laughs> like he wouldn't let it happen. And then, and then he got home, we got home and then he brought it to his bed and he's sitting there with it. And my mom literally had to like wait for him to fall asleep to like take it from him. But I just remember like my stepdad got home and he walked in and saw it and he was like, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it was like old news to him. Oh my god! Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. He was just like again, again. My my dog is very kinky. We used to have a Rottweiler when I was young. Really? A, a big Rottweiler. His name was Milo, which was confusing. Milo. Milo Anderson. Um, but it was uh we live way out in the logging roads in Shining Lake, and so uh-huh. he brought home something interesting once. But it was a, uh, a whole leg of a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took it right off the deer. It was still alive. Yeah, that was quite something. Wow. We were like, okay, wow, interesting. That's, oh that's pretty cool. That was a bit terrifying. He was so funny, though. He was like, we, we got him from some people that were moving. They couldn't bring him with them. So they were, but they had um, been like, they babied this dog so much. He came with like a, like a little saddle bag that he'd wear, Aww. and it was like full of treats. That's <laughs> and, like a water adorable. bottle. <laughs> like we couldn't believe he was like the most babied dog we'd ever seen. That's oh, like those that's old uh, commercials where it'd be like, uh, what's the Beethoven dog? Uh, St. Bernard. St. Bernard. Oh. Thank you for getting my reference. Uh, big classical music fan. Um, where he'd have the canteen on his neck for the guy with... Oh, yeah, the little whiskey. Yeah, for the, the man who got in the avalanche and, yeah. you know, helped him out. 
That was a cure-all for everything back then. Whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. For some people, it still is. For other people, it's a debilitating disease. Um, hey, Miles, you're a huge classical fan. Yeah. Who's the most disgusting composer of all time? I'm going to say Beethoven because his landlord was always so upset with how he would... Uh, he was he he. It's like he wouldn't care. Kevy taking the side of landlords here in Vancouver. I'm, I'm wow. always on the landlord side. <laughs> Beethoven would have just plates of food, and he'd never do dishes, and it'd be sta- his house would be like smelling bad even from the outside. So the his landlord is always mad at him. Um, so I'm wondering. That's my pick for grossest pick for composer. Grossest yeah, like classical composers and musicians must be the most eccentric. Bunch, so I'm wondering who do you, who would you pick? They're very eccentric. I think um, Wagner for sure takes the cake for. He's a real nasty motherfucker. He was a piece yeah. of shit. Well, he he was very anti-Semitic and like not like oh. like most people were back then. Because, <laughs> you know, it was pretty much a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. like you know, so like most people were like just casually anti-Semitic or racist. Right, but he was like, right. no, this is like a big part of my so life. No, like he, you're he a wrote, casual anti-Semitic. I'm the real deal. Yeah, he was a huge oh enthusiast. God. Like he wrote like pamphlets really about like anti-semitic things and he was like really mean to go hand it out to people on the street he was yeah he was like a nightmare that was like one of his hobbies but also (laughs) like he was hitler's favorite composer as well like famously Uh, yeah um and he was like played a lot at like nazi rallies and stuff and um he actually it was illegal to play wagner in israel until like the 80s or something. really yeah Yeah, they weren't allowed to play wagner there he'd probably Um, love you because of how you look. <laughs> well, probably, yeah, because of how, how I look. Yeah. You're, mat- you're matinee good looks. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was, it's interesting how, yeah, it, I watched a great documentary called Wagner and Me with Stephen Fry where he talks about it because Stephen Fry loves Wagner. Oh, and, nice. uh, for Nazi reasons? Not so. for Nazi, well, he's Jewish, <laughs> he's Jewish so it, would, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't make Opposite. sense. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was very interesting. It's inter- and, you know, a lot of these composers were nightmares. Um, uh, Gustav Mahler was a nightmare because his wife was actually a, a very good composer, but he forbade her from writing music when they got married. Like, what? Oh my god. Uh, what a dick. Yeah, yeah. total dick. Yeah. Um, I feel like Mozart, just to be like super basic, would be a pretentious dick. Just you would he think so, so, but he, he was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Like he's, there's a, a book of his letters you can read, and he loved like dick jokes and shit jokes. Oh, and I love it. He was like a totally. He, he sounds like Johnny Knoxville or Steve-O from Jackass, <laughs> yeah. but he's just like also writing all this incredible music. I think he was definitely eccentric, um, but not not mean. Like uh, you know, accounts of him were just like you know, he's very kind of. Aloof. I love. I love when you find out. Like my uncle is a religion studies professor, and uh, he he traveled with the Dalai Lama and stuff. And then when I when I was a teenager, I got to know him a little bit. And his favorite show is Jackass. It's like, well, that just makes everything you do way cooler. Yeah. That yeah. you're you're this humanitarian that also likes like dick jokes, basically. It's funny how people that. associate like dumb humor with being stupid yeah and like all of the monty python people were like cambridge educated <laughs> yeah people. yeah and it's like the simpsons is all harvard writers yeah. and stuff yeah always I, I don't know like you don't have to be dumb to like dumb stuff yeah dumb yeah. stuff's amazing you gotta like learn the rules so you can break them yeah exactly it's it's, it's wonderful I, I love silly stupid humor i mean you've seen my stuff is dumb as hell you are insane <laughs> the sketch we did you scared me for real like you you committed to that th- abusive sketch we did I don't know if you saw it but I lo- that's my favorite sketch yeah. <laughs> canned applause <laughs> yeah. there, there's, a, there's a cut scene where I'm going to leave 
uh, like Miles has just kept me at the studio for days to work on his album, <laughs> and I'm I'm like trying to sneakily leave. And then Miles is wearing a pig mask and he jumps out of the dumpsters with a knife and does this weird <laughs> crab walk. And he, and he takes off his mask and goes, get back to work. <laughs> Pranks. <laughs> but when he did it, it scared me for real. Oh my God. I, I you my, commit to a level that's scary. I, I sat my family down and made them watch the whole thing. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. I'm glad. That was fun to shoot. I love the idea of being like a perfectionist with comedy because it's like, I, I, I always laugh at people that think comedy is important. <laughs> like it's in no way important. It's, like, yeah. it's so dumb. Like you're here yeah. to just make people laugh. Yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> but people are like, no, no, this is like, this is, the, this is big. I'm going to change things with this stupid joke I've got. Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen. You may think comedy's lowbrow. Wait to hear my fart jokes. Yeah, but it's funny when I was when I was producing Miles' album. We did it in Victoria, which is where he's from, and I, for some reason, the Zoom recorder like died during the one of two shows we were gonna do. And so I took you aside and I was like, "Look, I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> this next show has to be the show, or else we don't have an album." He's like, "Okay," and he went and crushed it. Had a way better set. And then after, I was like. What the, how, how, how are you so calm? You were like, well, I grew up in the Royal Conservatory playing music. That's yeah. way scarier yeah. than stand comedy. It is, it is scarier. <laughs> it was like when, right before our live stream last week, that yeah. was like one of the things that I talked about comparing my, how nervous I was like to going up and doing a recital. Yeah, so scary. And everyone is all, the all RCM and everyone is way better than me and they're all younger than me. <laughs> were you doing piano as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, RCM exams. Where, yeah, they suck. Um, How much were you practicing for in the, that in, stuff in the old days? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Probably two or three hours a day, less than I should. I yeah. this problem is I, I went to music school just to like kind of fill my day, <laughs> <laughs> but like I definitely was just caring about comedy when I was really. Yeah, I don't know what it's just like. It was weird because I did music school and I do comedy at night, and I was way better at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go to music school, like. Especially for classical music, like if you if you haven't made it by the time you're 14, yeah, like why would you? There's no career. Oh. Like, yeah. you're basically there to go to school to be a music teacher. If yeah. you're not, if That's you're not okay. already being a concert performer, if you're a, when you're a teenager, so you know, I went there to to learn about music. I met really great people there. I learned lots about yeah. music. It was really great. Um, but at, I was doing most of my. St- Doing just doing stand up at night. It was like wow. I wasn't doing my homework. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess if you become like this prodigious classical music child, your options are that or film composer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's crazy. A lot of the people that I went to music school with, the ones who are really good, they often they just do a degree in like medicine or law or something afterwards. Like they just it's like it's literally the hardest thing you can do. Like yeah. music degrees are so difficult, especially classical music stuff. It's just yeah. like oh, okay, so I got to apply like forty five minutes of like the most difficult music written, yeah. or I just have to memorize facts for an exam. <laughs> are you kidding me? Do you yeah. know how much e- like you yeah. can't like you know it's not like a perform. It's like okay, write your write your law school exam in front of seven hundred people. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And if you make a mistake, like everyone's kind of like, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know when you're doing it, then you know everyone else is picking up on it. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck. There's and a then, way less, yeah. And then it's all over for you. So when you first started doing stand up, you must have been like, 
Who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, it was Santa was so strange to me because I didn't really understand. It didn't make sense that you could just go and just test. It seemed like very low production value. Like you know, I grew up watching like I love Mr. Bean and like watching yeah. Python. And when I first got into stand-up, I watched like uh, Chris Rock and. Um, uh, I thought his, his I think it was the one where he changes theaters all the time and you see the different clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, blew my mind. I was probably a teenager when I watched that. I yeah. was like, how is this, like, how does this work? Is it like an acting monologue? Like, I don't understand. Because <laughs> I was like a bit of a theater kid, too. I loved acting and, and doing plays and things. So when I when I did stand-up, you know, it was like the classic, just like wrote out like a page of like word-for-word <laughs> word, word stuff. And then I just did a bunch of horrible jokes about Harry Potter and... But I heard, everyone I've heard that saw your first set said they're, like, amazing. Well, people laughed a lot, but I think it's just because you get that, like, nervous energy stuff Yeah, but, like, you didn't, have you ever bombed? I didn't didn't bomb in that early day. Like, eventually (laughs) I did, for sure. (laughs) Oh, man. Once you were hooked. Oh, yeah. Like, what was the turning point where you, like, did you become more loose on stage and just go on stage with ideas, and that's where that happened? For for whatever reason, like, bombing and stand-up felt so much, like, more comfortable than bombing at a piano (laughs) recital. Sure. Like it's almost expected of you in comedy, but definitely not in music. It's oh, crazy because, no. like in music, you know, everyone's quiet, especially if you're playing classical stuff. Yeah. But it's like a spell. Like you're playing something really beautiful, and you and you and you screw up. It's like you dropped a baby in front of yeah, everyone. Yeah. Like everyone's just like, "Yeah, it was yeah. my baby," and they're just on the ground broken now. You're just like, I could save it. I can save it. But Alexi. there's like a spell. You know, you feel everyone's like everyone. You can feel it in the air. Everyone's very like, and you can feel that with stand up too. It's interesting. I noticed yeah. that. At, I know I'm doing very well. If after I finish a joke, everyone's kind of like stop laughing, it's like totally silent. Like wow. a pin can drop. Really That's when you attention. know like everyone's like really on board. Yeah. yeah. By the way, this episode is called Baby Dropper. Baby, baby Dropper. dropper. Um, Miles the Baby Dropper. Uh, no, that's so true because just to get people to shut up is so impossible. So if you're yeah. doing that, like it's, you know who's funny? It's like I notice Ivan's voice makes people shut up. <laughs> and Yumi too because she's so quiet. You're, you, everyone like leans in kind of. Yeah. There's definitely different techniques. Being quiet is one for sure. Yeah, um, Ivan. Ivan is loud. Yeah, he he kind of soars above. Yeah, um, but Ivan's funny in that he is such a joke dense set. <laughs> yeah, that it's almost like it's just gonna just he'll just pummel them into finally being like, oh, there's something going on. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's funny how it's like that. It is important. That's why I think it's really important to you know do clubs a lot because a lot of the time they can be rowdy. Yeah, um, and bars and stuff. You know they do, they hate everyone who goes on stage. You it's, know if they're not from Everybody Loves Raymond or something. You know <laughs> if it's not Raymond, Raymond whatever. himself, Raymond. which is funny because I saw Raymond go on at Yuck Yucks and I saw him kind of struggle. So even then, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But it's true. I don't know. You kind of have to learn how to win him over, which is you know. It's not like that in, in classical music. You don't start off with a rowdy crowd. <laughs> They're heckling you? I love you're a classical heckler. It was like that in the there's old days. There's Aria! It would have been like that in the old days. It's very funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They totally. Like, there's a reason why at the opera, a lot of the overtures start with like these really loud chords. Oh, yeah? Because everyone would be like, you know, screwing around and yelling and talking and drinking and smoking. And then like yeah. they'd, they'd, the opera's starting and they're like, I don't care. And then like eventually yeah. like they'd kind of quell oh, man. Into, oh, their, into their state. I hate, it's funny because like just from being around stand-up so much, you get to know people's acts. And some people's acts rely on there being a moment of pure silence. Mm, and if yeah. the audience decides to not participate and help, it's it just ruins it. Like Rachel Schaefer has this joke. It's her closer. And at the end... She says something, and then there's a good 10 seconds of silence, and then she goes, good. 
And last time I saw her, I was at Yuck Yucks, and it, she got to about seven seconds. Some guy went, what? And it just ruined the show. Oh, God. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, you idiot. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I, I, it's so annoying. But it, it's tough, though, because you expect that, but also you're just, like, filling people full of liquor for hours. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's, fun, it's funny, like, from producing <laughs> comedy albums. It's like usually I'll do one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. The late Saturday is always a shit show. You can't expect anyone to be quiet at any time, really. And it was funny. I did. I recorded Graham Clark's album. It just hasn't come out yet. But we were cutting back and forth between the different shows. And there's one show where he's audibly hammered. And so one joke, he'll be fine. And then the next one, he's just drunk for some reason. And then it goes back to the normal one again. It's so funny. Oh, I yeah. like, I remember one of the shows, I can't remember who was taping, but I brought a friend. You remember that? Yeah. Who kept heckling. <laughs> she kept calling out. Oh, is it Yuck Yucks? I'm trying and to I remember. Was like, I was like, no, I can't say on the podcast who because yeah. she, I think she's going to hear it. I but. think it was Stuart Jones's album. Yeah. <laughs> and she kept, she kept calling out and I was like, dog. God, stop it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's funny. Stuart Jones' album. Stuart Jones is, like, so underrated because when I did his shows for his album, he did two different hours. It's like, what? That's great. Oh, yeah. That's so crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. You could do that. You turn material over so quick. Yeah. I've got lots more than I thought I did. When I go through, <laughs> when I go through it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's actually quite a lot. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, it's... It's it's hard to decide what to do, and you know some of the stuff is. I just if stuff's not good enough, I just throw it away and just yeah. don't think about it anymore. How do you find out if it's not good enough? You try it. I just try it, and if it's just like, yeah, if it just doesn't do as well as it should or doesn't fit, and I just kind of put it in a file it away, and then mm. if I feel like I'm going to work on it again, I'm I'm pretty lazy with trying to perfect things. Like a lot of people I know will be like, "There's something there." I'll be like, "If literally if this premise doesn't get something, <laughs> yeah, I'll just throw it away. I'll just do another one. I just have too many to to try." It's so funny because you know? I so don't think you're lazy, <laughs> and no, neither does anybody else. Like you're actually so prolific. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I have a good memory for stuff that works. Mm-hmm. I think I always remember exactly what worked if it worked. Wow, you don't, it just kind of sticks in anything? there for a long time. I never record stuff. No. Did you have? Um, because you went to music school, did you have day jobs and stuff during that time? Yeah. What yeah. was your worst day job? Um, I'm actually, well, when I very first started, when I was like 19, I helped my cousin Rob uh, build his shop. And I was like doing like forms on the concrete. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> and then you, I was, you helped your cousin Rob a store. <laughs> well, I know the look on your face. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like, I've been back at me and he's like. Ivan came on and, was, and we talked about all the crimes he's committed. Oh, yeah, I've done that, too. It's very. Please tell me what crimes have you committed. Well, I don't want to be totally criminal myself. I will do old crimes. Yeah, I old crimes. crimes. That statute of I'm not going to get into my new crimes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'll talk about all that Serb fraud. I, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Tesla I pulled in. <laughs> um, but, uh, claiming serve from like 20 people. <laughs> yeah. The license plate just says serve. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and it, it, I grew up riding motorcycles and um, yeah, in Shawnee Lake, and we you're not cool. allowed to ride them on the road. Yeah, because they're not insured. But I used to do that all the time with my brothers. 
and uh, the police tried to pull us over once, and we just gunned it. Oh, my God. And it was so, it was terrifying. You like, and your it's brother? It's never cool. Like, I'm always just like, I'm going to throw up. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what made me do that. Like, when you reach that point of, like, should I break the law or not? <laughs> and you're like, yes. And, you just, and, you, and I knew that I'd get away. Like, I weighed the odds, and I was like... <laughs> And I just, we just pulled, we, we were only chased for maybe like 15 seconds before I, yeah. we saw, I knew we were near a trail and we just like, rip, 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 just went up this trail and that's, we were gone. No way. Uh, that's crazy. It was, it was that's really pretty awesome. badass. You got away from the cops. Yeah, I did that once and then another time I was on, a, uh, later on I was uh, going to university and I was on my, um, I had like a, a Suzuki Bandit 600, it was like a fairly fast motorcycle and um, I was going too fast down some road and... <laughs> Um, an officer of the law like <laughs> stepped out of a freaking bush like he's already breaking the rules yeah yeah like don't yeah. hide but anyway yeah. he comes out of this bush and like motions for me to pull over and I like leaned back and like put my hand over my license plate like, <laughs> no way and I was so scared I like pulled into like a parking garage and just like trembled <laughs> and uh and that was that was, that was the serious one, but I, I I think it's just my like uh, I won't tell too many stepdad stories. But my stepdad definitely like broke the law a lot, so I think I'll maybe maybe learned it from him. Like he did it a lot, and like there was no consequences. So yeah. I was like oh, there really aren't like, no consequences for doing stuff like this. Um, you know, I don't know. It's probably just the old white privilege kicking in there, but. Uh, <laughs> The old Victoria the old Victoria White. There's so many police in Victoria. It's insane. Like, Oak Bay has its own police force. Oak wow. Bay is like, it'd be like Kitsilano having a <laughs> police force. It's like, why? And they're like, well, because there's a lot of tennis courts here. <laughs> and we need it to be quiet. It's, it's crazy. And high-speed chases are illegal in, on Vancouver Island as well. High-speed chases yeah, they're are not so allowed. cops aren't allowed. Cops are not allowed to chase you. I had a friend in high school who had a... Uh, uh, Kawasaki Ninja. I think that was also a 600, 650. I like how many motorcycle stories you have. Yeah. Oh, it's just, <laughs> I know, it's so bad. But my grandpa was a, into motorcycles. He was, he had a, a Triumph Bonneville back in 1963, 1964, and he was just, he used to work in the logging roads, and he talk, talks about just like going 100 miles an hour with like all his buddies just ripping down the island highway oh on God. these old bikes. Oh and ter- I can't believe that he's, a, he, yeah, he survived all that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this guy I knew had a bike like that. He just never insured it. He just drove this crotch rocket. And then if like, you know, you can't do that. You can't have no license plate. But he just did. And if he ever got like the cops flash their lights, he was just like, oh, I'll just go. Like, I'll just drive away. Like, they don't. They can't keep up with they me. They can't identify them. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, there's a red motorcycle going fast. <laughs> Catch one. <laughs> you cov- had the foresight to cover your license plate. I, I bet it probably didn't even work. I bet they were just like, what an idiot, and just let me go or something. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to say hello. Yeah. Hey, I'm a big fan of your comedy. <laughs> yeah. I love canned applause. Uh, I'm urging from a bush to tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. He's probably committing his own crime in there. That's what people do in shrubs. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. It's it's so funny because when, I, uh, when we were doing your album and your brother was there, I heard you guys talking, and it made me laugh because he's similar to you, except snobbier, I feel like. <laughs> and so you guys had this very, <laughs> like, sort of, like, uh, it's it felt like a couple of, like, 
waspy rich kids gossiping about somebody and it made me and I think that's your humor kind of with him we definitely have like a one Niles and Frazier thing exactly right exactly and like uh, like I can't you brought up somebody let's say their name's Philip you're like yeah well Philip and your brother's like oh Philip what's he been up to and it, it made me laugh so hard because I started to get you a little bit more because your brother who's not even a comedian he just had this you know oh yeah it made me laugh now my brother's oh my very God. funny yeah um yeah, he's. It's. It, I think the the thing is, me and brother, we, we're we're huge readers. I think that like ruined us our like vocabulary really? because we grew up, you know, not a cool guy. So <laughs> I had to read a lot to find my friends <laughs> in the books. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know Captain like, Ahab, my best friend. <laughs> I think something happens when you're a little kid and you read like a lot of like classical fiction and you read these characters and they have these huge lives and you know you yeah. read like Charles Dickens and things you're reading you know French Revolution and there's these life and death and these yeah. big stories and then you know you're like 14 13 <laughs> and you now people are like obsessed with like high school politics and Pokemon I'm just like the world is so much larger than you <laughs> <laughs> you're an old soul miles yeah i don't know i and then you know practicing classical music yeah. and, you know it's i don't know I've always kind of been that was my escapism with books it's so funny though because you you have these like artistic tastes that are like like way older and then like absurd comedy tastes <laughs> yeah 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 it's weird. like beyond childish in a way <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? it's supposed to be silly I love silly stuff yeah. I, when I was a class clown in school for sure Did like, you get in trouble for it all the time I got I've been suspended from every school I've been to <laughs> Like totally, like really big trouble. What'd they oh, yeah. say? Well, I was very disruptive. Um, <laughs> I and I like seriously like the teachers? story in my class about being kicked out of the classroom uh-huh. and standing in the hallway and then just like coming back in. <laughs> I was actually in grade two. I was in the gifted children's program for like an hour and a half. That's as long as I lasted. Me too. Because I don't, I don't know what that was. I was already mad. I'm like, this is absurd <laughs> that there's a gifted child. Like, what are we X Men? <laughs> Give me a break. Like, there's no way you know a kid is gifted when they're that... Anyway, so... You do kind of look like Iceman. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but I was in there for... I, the way I got kicked out is an interesting story. I was out there, and all the kids were in, like, regular class. And we all got to go out and do, like, the gifted kids program. So they, instead of being in classroom, they, like, took us out to the field, and they gave us all, like, magnifying glasses to, like, study bugs, yeah. which is what gifted kids do, you know? <laughs> And uh, instead of studying bugs, I uh, started a fire. (laughs) (laughs) I put some dry leaves together, started a fire. And I was, you know, I was a bit of a pyromaniac because in my house we had a wood stove. And I I was in charge of starting all the fires. And I I liked it. It was cool to see the chemical reaction. So I just started a fire and I started a little campfire on the playground. And like a teacher just was running at me from across the playground, no just way. like, "What are you doing?" And I'm just like, "Pop a squat." We're <laughs> having a fire. Yeah, it was I not a malicious that. fire. It was a friendly fire. It was a friendly fire. <laughs> <laughs> they also moved me up as well to Did do the same gifted kids program in the second grade wow. from first to second. That's funny. Yeah. And I remember I had like a split classroom, and all my friends were in the first grade, and I had to go and sit and do math. In second grade, and all I was, I just sat there and I just watched my friends play, and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. I want to go back. Oh yeah, it's, it's really. I don't really know when that. I, I wonder if they still do that. I'm not sure. Seems discriminatory. It, it seems says pretty mean. The dumb kid from math class. <laughs> it does seem. Just, I remember. I you know, I want. I I 
did like a math contest in grade five and I like it was just within my class but I like won it out of spite because it's like <laughs> this girl who's really annoying me yeah she was like being all pretentious yeah I was like yeah I'll be good and then I did and then I like never pursued math afterwards <laughs> bored you didn't join the mathletes yeah I didn't care but uh, it was like super. It was like who can do like the times tables the fastest or something. It was like super stupid. Here, <laughs> now let me ask you this: When you were that age, and it, all, all your contemporaries in your classrooms were into like Power Rangers or Pokemon, were you like fools? I'm into Beethoven. <laughs> well, there's one craze I participated. In. I didn't get into Pokemon cards like everybody else, but I was into Crazy Bones. What's that? Oh, uh, it's like these weird little collectible little plastic things and they were super dumb but i was like i think i got a couple good ones so i was like i really have some power in this uh, yeah and i'm on to something i got in trouble because i traded like like one crazy bone for like a kid's graphing calculator so I, like, <laughs> I saw the value there my mom made me like trade it back she's like, an early like, hustler yeah, don't take advantage of this kid <laughs> yeah that was uh that was super that was super strange but i yeah i got kicked out of class a lot a lot i was very divisive yeah. A lot of teachers really loved me. They thought it was very entertaining. And some like, were like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> really? I remember the very first time I knew teachers were full of shit was in grade four. And we were talking about, um, we were doing a whole unit on Nunavut and like the Inuit and stuff. And my aunt lived in Iqaluit for a long time. She worked for the CBC there. And she ha- recorded Inuit legends from all the, like, the older Inuit people there. Yeah. And so she gave us all these CDs and my mom would play them sometimes at nighttime. So it was this very, you know, weird, again, strange stories <laughs> filling my head when I'm yeah. kidding. Inuit stories, they're like Grimm's fairy tales. Like they're not <laughs> four yeah. kids. Like polar bears are slaughtering people <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's yeah. like pretty terrifying. Um, but this teacher was like telling me she's like oh this is how they do stuff there and she was like telling me like they make canoes out of like logs and stuff and I was like they don't have trees there <laughs> and I was like super mad and she's like she got it really she's like they do like how else like how do they have fires there and I explained yeah. I'm like oh they use like fish oil and these little like lamps and stuff and she was like well that's just wrong and I was so mad because <laughs> she's like the powerful figure yeah. telling me that I'm wrong even yeah. though I know that I'm for sure right and yeah. I was just so triggered yeah. definitely kicked out of class for that one that's that's oh, just funny when you're a kid and you realize just because someone's an adult doesn't mean they know anything because I had that with my teachers too I had a teacher tell me that was in grade nine she was like yeah back like 100 years ago people would live hundreds of years and it's like oh you're religious that's yeah. what this is yeah. that's what this that is. is and i had another teacher <laughs> tell my <laughs> class that john lennon was killed by the cia no <laughs> that's funny yeah that's a good one it's uh, like, I didn't I, understand conspiracy theories yet. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I had this one teacher that uh, thought that Lord of the Flies took place in the future. Whoa. And, and she made us, like, we had to take a test, a recap test on that book. So you're answering and it wrong. If we to, didn't if we didn't put yeah. the fact that, like, it, like it was a multiple cho- uh, choice thing, and if we didn't say it took place in the future, we got it wrong. <laughs> That's so crazy. I know. You can be like a mind controller when you're a teacher. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? It was so weird. The only reason she thought that is because they mentioned passenger tubes at the very beginning when the kids are all in the plane. And she's like, well, passenger tubes, well, that's not something that they had. I'm like, sounds like part of the plane. (laughs) It's funny. The last question on the test is, you're not going to tell anyone else about this test, are you? (laughs) That's that's so wild. It just blew my mind that that could affect our grade by not buying into her weird theories. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I mean, you've had Darcy on the podcast before, right? Me and Darcy yeah. went to school together, and Darcy knows that I was, like, a total spaz. 
I'm pretty, I don't know if you talked about this, but He's, me, and, me and Darcy have definitely different points of view. But I, I was like, yeah. He hasn't told me. What? Oh, he hasn't told you No, stories? what happened? Oh, well, that's good. I can get my version of it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I really didn't like school a lot, again, for this, like... So again, there's some teachers were awesome. Some teachers were so cool. So it's re- yeah. it's amazing how important a good teacher is in your life. Yeah, um, yeah. it's crazy how much it affects you. But um, a lot of teachers really hated me at my school, and I and I I did a video once. Because you're smarter than them. Oh, maybe well, I don't know. <laughs> I was funnier than them. Yeah. But um, this one teacher, uh, yeah, I, I it was really difficult. I went to a school that was self-paced. Okay. Which made me, it was, which is, sounds insane because it is insane. It was a specially built school, I think, in the early 2000s. They had a really great theater program there, but yeah. unfortunately, when as soon as I arrived, this really good theater teacher like left oh, to do no. like plays, yeah. and so we just had like an in limbo theater system there, and it sucked because I really wanted to do acting and, and things, but didn't get to do that. But anyway, mm. the school is designed to be self-paced, so every week kids would have a certain amount of learning guides to do, mm-hmm. and then you uh, you would do them at your own pace, and you'd like schedule when you wanted to do tests and stuff in the testing center. Yeah. It was very strange. Like you could literally <laughs> do high school in a year, or you could do it in five years. What? So it was very it was a very funny social experiment to see because you know they they wanted to to teach kids like self motivation. And, and prepare them for university, which is stupid, because university is not that. University is like, you do the thing by this time, or you're done, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't, it's completely, you don't self-pace anything. Uh, yeah. Nothing self-paced. So, it was very funny, because it was like a huge difference between boys and girls at that school. Like, girls would be like, let's, like, see how fast we can finish high school. <laughs> and, like, let's all do, like, homework parties and stuff, and guys are just like stupid shit dude <laughs> I'm gonna go play Call of Duty like is it crazy to see the grad photos of just like 85% girls oh my God. and then like somehow like 8 guys like, <laughs> managed to do high school in like 13 days at the end like that's oh that was my case like I I procrastinated so much and I I had wanted to be valedictorian because I just wanted to do a speech at the end <laughs> Because I had like a banger in my head, of, like, <laughs> I was gonna like completely like tear down the school and make all these jokes about the self-paced system. I remember my opening line. Where I was gonna say, "Ladies and gentlemen, we we go to a school where they tell a 14-year-old that everything they have to do is due in four years." <laughs> like, great, great experiment, wow. BC government. Uh, it's only one of two schools in Canada that did this. I can't believe there's more than one. Yeah. No, it's insane, and they've really dialed it back because it's been—it was a failure. Like a lot of kids didn't graduate in time. Of course, that's way too much power for a teenager. Oh, it's yeah. really stupid, and it's all about like having a good advisor that would make you stay on track. Your parents like constantly monitoring you. It's like, you're not mature enough to make those decisions. But I, I was like a child until I was like 23. <laughs> like I, you know, I I don't I didn't know anything or yeah. consequences and stuff. I just you know. Yeah. Wanted to make jokes, but it was crazy. Me and Darcy went to that school, and we I got kicked out of English class for, I forget what I was doing. We were reenacting Star Wars together. That's how I met Darcy, <laughs> grade nine, English class, and I was like just doing Star Wars sound effects in the corner, because of course I was. I was just like doing like little walker sounds, like, and then Darcy like came in with his hand, and he was like... <laughs> like started like attacking like my handlock. Yeah, he just like entered my That's realm. How men become friends. My imaginarium, <laughs> and I was like, "Welcome." Yeah, it was That's very so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable. Um, and I got in English. You're not allowed to write the final exam unless you have all this coursework done and 
I didn't do all the coursework, so they weren't going to let me write the exam. So uh, over a week, I did like all of English 12's coursework. And then <laughs> I was like, it's done. I've done it. And then so I like got registered for the exam. And then I got eventually got like I was sitting in the exam room like this, this exam. And the, one of the teachers came in and said, like, you haven't done like this one page of something. Yeah. And they were going to like make me stop the exam. And I was like, I have to graduate. I have to do this to graduate. And I was like so mad. Yeah. So I like took the exam off my pay t- table and just walked out of the classroom and then I just like I, w- I wandered down somewhere and they were calling me on the announcements they were miles report the office <laughs> they heard that I heard that a lot <laughs> and um they were like searching all over the school for me and I they wouldn't find me and they, they eventually found me they're like where'd you put the exam they didn't want me to take the exam and show it to kids yeah yeah uh, love it so I realized that and I was like they're like what did you do with the exam I was like photocopied <laughs> and I sent it to the Russians <laughs> Which I thought was the funniest joke. <laughs> it is. And God, it was it was a nightmare. And they didn't let me be valedictorian because you know I'm I'm a huge liability. Like I was like I was like the Norm Macdonald in my school. They're like if we let him talk, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna burn this down. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's bad. He's bad news. Um, and I went back to high school once because my advisor, who was a super cool guy, got me a rubber chicken as a graduation gift. <laughs> Because he knew, he knew I was the funny guy. So it was great. I, I laughed really hard. But I, when I went there to pick it up, yeah, this is like in September of the next year. Uh, so we were graduated and like the vice principal saw me at the school. He was really mad. Like, like, you, they basically graduated me because they couldn't handle me being there any longer. So yeah, they're just like, get him out of here. Yeah. And so I came back and he's like, what are, you, what are you doing here, Miles? And I was like, oh, I was like, my girlfriend's a grade nine. So... <laughs> I just thought I'd pick her up, you You're know. so tired of your jokes. The old ball and chain. <laughs> 14. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so fucking funny. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. I had the same thing where my teacher was like, took me aside and was like, listen, if you shut up all day, you can have the last 15 minutes of class and everyone has to watch whatever you do. <laughs> And I was like, all right. And then I got even worse grades because I was just working on my hot 15 all day. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. But at least I was quiet and not disrupting people. Uh, yeah, it's funny. This this friend of mine from, from grade nine sent me an Instagram DM recently, and it was just a screenshot of her books, her like notebooks from that day, and I just oh. written, I am God, all over it. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah. She's like, remember this? It was really hard sitting beside you. It's very distracting. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, the old notebooks are so weird. Man, I was so unself-aware, too. It's weird because, like, I was, like, horrible, like, cringest nightmare. What do you mean? And I, oh, I was just, I was, like I said, I was a spaz. <laughs> like, how were you a spaz? <sighs> well, I was had a big anger problem. I was a very angry kid. Like, you get mad in class at people? Well, sometimes. I just didn't like injustice. I didn't like people. Well, I still don't like authority. And you I didn't probably like, like that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, you know, I was bullied a lot in school as well, which is a sad thing, oh. but I was bullied a lot. I was not in sports, like, I didn't those get Those are to, your first hecklers. Those are my first hecklers, <laughs> and my, my stepdad always taught me bad life advice. He says, if people are, like, bullying you, like, you just have to beat them down. <laughs> like, you yeah. have to hit them. Wow. That's how you yeah, do my it. my parents told me that, they too. Told, yeah. Like, literally, like, this is your life advice. He's like, aim for their nose. Like, it hurts a lot if you punch them in the nose. Yeah. I mean, I, and I did martial arts a lot growing up. 
because of this reason. Like, he's like, Mike, well, you'll just have to fight everyone then. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he's like, listen, you have very annoying personality. I, I, this is going to be an ongoing problem. And it's, <laughs> I, I was like that until, like, maybe, like, late middle school when people all hit puberty and fighting hurt a lot oh, <laughs> after yeah. that, right? I mean, kids are pretty they're yeah, weak yeah. until they hit puberty, and all of a sudden people start to get really hurt. Oh, my God. Um, but so uh, fought a lot? So I fought a lot. Wow. I was fighting kids all the time. And, you know, that's not cool or fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> that's not a fun guy to be around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, people, are, you know, I was very strange. I wore, like, giant gumboots when it was raining. Oh. I had, like, I would be playing the piano and, like, video games. And I had two brothers, and I was just, like, I had the joke in my set about that. I remember I, where my mom's like, wow, you need to make friends, you know, outside of the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Make friends your own age. And I say, well, why would I eat out when I got steak at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of a teenager love their brothers so much. Yeah. But it was, I mean, obviously, no, it was not incestuous, but I, I did. I mean, I just, I hung out with my brothers. I was like, you know, everyone at, at school, I mean, hockey was huge. And if you weren't on the hockey team, it was yeah. really hard to make friends because yeah. all the dads knew each other would all, you know, beat the same kids. So <laughs> I, I wasn't in that group. Yeah. So I didn't get to hang out with them. And, uh, and you know, everyone would go to this, um, this Friday night skate at school. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a big skate? social venue. Yeah, it was like a skating rink. And I just never went because I didn't know how to skate. Yeah. Aww. You know, and I, all the only sports I did were like solo sports, like <laughs> golf and tennis. <laughs> and like piano is not a social no. instrument. No. Um, it's not even a collaborative no, instrument. Barely collaborative. <laughs> and so I was just so strangely isolated. So I had like a few good friends growing up, but I was not like, I was, you know, well known because I was a, you know, a spaz. And I do funny things. Like people were like, he is very funny. But like, <laughs> Don't get too near. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was very, just very unself-aware uh, until like until I went to France and kind of learned. Oh, yeah, you moved to, to France be a person. for a while. Yeah. I forgot. That was like my... Crazy. My, uh, my interesting... I was just like the scariest thing I could possibly do until I... Was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's not as scary. That's so cool. Yeah, it's kind of like... Like, I felt like... Like, I was like a depressed, gothy teenager. Yeah. And then when I got out of high school, I feel like my life started then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I went to audio school, and there was, like, other people like me and... and uh, yeah, we're idiots for so long. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We really are. It's for crazy sure. to think about yourself in high... Like, I can't believe it when kids in high school are cool. I'm like, how? Yeah, but that's it well, for that's, them. That's, that's when they're <laughs> yeah. cool. That's the only time they're Maybe cool. Maybe <laughs> it's the only time. That's it. It just blows my mind. That's yeah. harder to recover from than what we did. <laughs> And I just didn't like, I didn't like bend to the trends. I didn't want to, like, I hated the thought that to, would have, I'd have to change for other people. Yeah. I hated it. I didn't like that thought. Yeah. So I was always just kind of very strange and would just, if, you know, I just be myself. And if they don't like it, I will just play with my model trains. I love that. And bide my time. Bide. <laughs> to like and work at the museum. I had, a, <laughs> I had a remote control airplane once. Yeah. Oh man, this is such a funny story. I had a remote control airplane and I thought it was pretty cool. 
I agree. And I was maybe, yeah. I was too old to think this is cool. I was, like, <laughs> I was like 17, like kids are driving. And I'm just like, yeah, I have a pretty cool plane that I fly around this field. And, and I went up this field and like all these like popular lacrosse players were up there like slinging a ball around. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. Like, yeah. But I, just, I just want to fly my plane. So yeah. I'm like, I'm still going to do it because fuck these guys. They're going to ruin my flight. Yeah. <laughs> so I like launched my plane and like I could see they were like shit talking me. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to blow their minds right now. And I, I pressed the button and I like released a paratrooper. <laughs> like, and I thought that would like totally like be like, I mean, now they know. <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of cool. You're like, sorry. Yeah. Better da- shut up, boys. Sorry, I al- <laughs> alpha male you guys in front of your girls, but that is a paratrooper. It's a G.I. Joe. Can I have it back? <laughs> and it was so strange, too, like growing up in, in the woods, like how doing anything different was gay. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It, just, yeah. it makes no sense at all. I like, know. like Miles likes train. Sounds gay. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's not at all what gay means. Oh, <laughs> how is that indicative of your sexuality? But little did they, did they know all the crimes you'd commit later. Yeah, I was gonna do lots of crimes. <laughs> I was low key cool. Have you have any of those guys ever seen you do stand up? Oh yeah, all the time. I see them. At, you know, they come to Heckler sometimes. Yeah, and they, you know, they'd be like, "How is he? How is he so cool now?" Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, you're controlling audiences. It's very annoying. And there's girls in those audiences, yeah. so they're probably like, "Whoa, this guy's the male specimen now." It, well. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> yeah, Kevin gets a little drunk, you know. <laughs> he'll, he gets a little drunk, gets a little, a little pink. Drunk. He'll, uh, <laughs> he'll compliment your masculinity. Gets a little pink. Gets a little pink. Gets a little flirty. A little flirty with Miles. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's funny Those guys didn't know the real Miles. Imagine how annoying <laughs> it is. I mean, they built up their whole life of being like, oh, yeah, I'll be like a toxic man. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's really cool. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, they go to a comedy club or, and they see like a total dork. Like winning over everyone, yeah, and they're just like son of a bitch. Did I, <laughs> yeah. Like, did I do everything wrong? Like, that, I've got all that like CTE in my brain for no reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What have I yeah. done? <laughs> yeah, but I had seven concussions in twelfth grade. Yeah, you it, told me that was for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned. You know, if you're if you're the funny person, yeah. You know, it's way better than to try to be the the guy who fights everyone for for being mean to him. Like yeah. if if someone's mean to you and you're funnier than them, you'll win over everyone else. Yeah, and they'll all turn against the one person. It's very. It's. I remember one time in high school, there was like I was. I was like, had some sort of strange online arguments with some hockey players on Facebook. From your school? And, from my school. And they were like waiting to like beat me up in the parking lot when I was going there for some grad event or whatever. Yeah. I thought they were going to beat me up. They ended up like fighting my friend <laughs> out of nowhere. It was so insane. I mean, oh, no. we all, you know, it, it's all water on the bridge now. We don't hold any grudges, but, but it was very insane. It was very high school. And then, um, the, the the principal there was like talking to the kid. He's like, well, he's like the kid's telling a story. Oh, Miles is shit talking. It's online, blah blah. He's like, well, why did you fight the other guy instead of Miles? Like, even the principal was like, this makes no sense. And the guy's like, well, he's like, well, I couldn't hit Miles. I mean, he's like the fun guy. Like, yeah. like, like, I like, want to ruin his future. Like, imagine it's like beating Brian up, on the other hand. It's like, it's like beating up SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do that. He beat up Patrick. <laughs> yeah, everybody he, knows that. Hit Patrick, I don't know. <laughs> it was very strange. Wow. That's so interesting. But yeah, it's amazing how, I mean, God, hockey is so powerful in Canada. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And yeah. it means nothing in America, by the means way. means nothing in the States. No. It means nothing anywhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest thing here, though. 
Yeah. Even if you don't like it, you know about it. That's how big it is in this country. Yeah. yeah. I think that was probably that what I was refreshing when I moved to France for a little while. I was like, oh, they don't care about hockey here. No, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they care about any sports. And if they do, it's something that no one knows over here, like, like cricket or something. <laughs> they like soccer, which is like almost like slapstick comedy. <laughs> when they get injured, it's very dramatic. It is overacted for so, sure. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's in your wheelhouse. I remember there was like in my seventh grade class, there were a bunch of guys that used to play hockey, and they thought they were like the coolest. Yeah, and I was like this little chubby, like just not very greasy kind yeah. of kid, and I had a little mustache growing in. And I remember all yeah. the hockey guys gathered around me at one point, and they start pushing me. Oh my god! Oh, like, she has a mustache. Oh. <laughs> Name names. They're just mean. Name um, names, these pieces of shit. They ain't worth it. Exactly. <laughs> That's like the opposite, like the positive circle they do for a guy who has a mustache. To make right. He right. has a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man. <laughs> Kyle did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That definitely was a point of pride when you could first grow facial hair. It's like, oh, my God. Some, some of my friends still aren't there. Uh, yeah. I was so, like, sad. I was so sad to have facial hair and like grow up because I was like I, I knew how much being a kid was important because Aww. of all the books I read <laughs> you know like they talk about about their childhoods and things yeah, and, yeah. and I'd be like in, I'd be like eight years old be like I'm in my childhood <laughs> like I was I better like, live no. it up yeah right I just read Huck Finn I really should <laughs> yeah. embrace this I'd be like I'll never have these lazy days like I have now <laughs> by the lake these like, lazy I was so racist strange. days <laughs> these lazy racist days <laughs> I love how self-aware that is too. So yeah, that's self-aware, so amazing. but also not self-aware at all. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I especially like when I, you know, started getting interested in the opposite sex. That yeah. was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it was like all of a sudden, I'm like, why? Do, why am I so nervous around women? <laughs> like, yeah. Why is this a thing now? I was fine before. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was just the lake and my bike. Like, it was just like very simple. Now all of a sudden, I'm so scared. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, oh no, like it was, it was, it was very, you know, and it, that's where I was cringe. Oh my God. High school. Like I, I told you the story about one time, like <laughs> this girl I really liked and I was in the practice room and I was like, you want to see some like piano? <laughs> and I like played, like started playing a song, which was like 12 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and when I finished, she was gone. <laughs> oh no. I was like, like a Mozart sonata. And uh, she was, yeah, she was gone. And I was just like, no. <laughs> that was supposed to work. That was supposed to work. Oh, no. <laughs> Normally it does. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was brutal. But also, just like, again, just be, being an alone man, like having no way to like, just, just like no like male support. I didn't have yeah. the toxic men around me to like give me confidence. Not even your brothers. They weren't toxic. Men. And especially like I, you know, it just seems so rude to just bother women. <laughs> like, oh, I, right. I don't really want to impose. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't. Hey, Miles. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, thanks for having friend. me. What yeah. a blast. That was your album is so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we could do that before the whole world ended and everything. You know? Yeah, I know. Just, just in the nick of time. And I, I was just we were talking about Miles' perfect Christmas. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, I like doing that. Yeah. I like doing the weird stuff. I know. I I do. I've been working a lot on my uh, my YouTube channel with Brian. Oh. Me and the Brian ba- are the Bachelors great of Music is our channel. The, the Bachelors of Music. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll put it up on the screen. Yes, Brian is <laughs> underrated, equally as weird and funny as you. Oh yeah, he's he is so uh, 
He's so looked over. He's such a talented guy. I know he is. He's yeah. He's got the he's got this quiet confidence that's like, <laughs> oh okay, you know you're good. <laughs> There's just something about people that come just out of the middle of the woods that are so entertaining. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. All right, Miles. Thanks for coming on. Everybody, listen to Miles's album. Yeah, it's Miles very good. It begins and ends with him playing piano. That's the end of this episode. I'm still <laughs> drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs>